0: Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. On today's episode, we will be talking about breastfeeding, and I'm joined by two of my very good friends, Melissa and Diana, and they're going to talk to us about their own experience with breastfeeding their own kids um, that are now all grown up. So now that they've exited this phase of their life, they're going to share with us the words of wisdom that they have as seasoned mamas. All right. So today I am welcoming to the show two of my very dear friends, Missy and Diana. So Missy, I have known you for a really long
1: time. That's a really long time.
0: Yes, we met in high school. So our husbands, current husbands
1: are mm-hmm. Current husbands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Make up that what you want. That's no, our true. husbands, our husbands were best friends in high school. Yes. And so, even in our very young days, I met I met you, and we hung out in high school and did all the crazy high school things. Absolutely. Um, So I guess where I was going with that was our then boyfriends and now our husbands. Yes. Um, And still like best of friends and um, own a business together. So our lives have been intertwined for
1: too many years to count. We won't even talk about it. Yes, like
0: four years now. Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, and even our our kids are friends now too, which is so neat. To
0: Absolutely. Just see
1: it all come together. So. So, yeah. yes. So huge part of my life.
0: And then I actually had the pleasure of meeting Diana through you because yes. you two were sorority sisters yes. in college. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like when we you know, we had moved to Minnesota for a few years and then we came back and kind of got to intermix with your friends that you had had through college that were living locally. So really got to know you. And now that has been quite a while as well. Um, what I mean, like at least 10 years. I was going to say, years. I'm not no. sure that we're really counting years. No. But yeah. so it's been a while. It's been a, a long, long time. time. Yep. So had the pleasure of kind of like going through all of the young baby years, I guess, kind of in camaraderie with yes. the two of you. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I thought it would be fun to, we've been doing a lot of episodes about breastfeeding, and so wanted to just have an episode where we could all kind of chat the real deal about what we remember, because the other part is I think sometimes you can best reflect on it once you're out of it, yes. <laughs> absolutely. So, kind of a looking back and um, just discussing our own experiences and takeaways from the years of breastfeeding. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, when you asked me to do this, I said that was the years that I blocked out.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, and I think that's part of it.
2: I intentionally try to not remember those times because of the
0: the difficulty of them. Well, I think that's a good point. The sleep deprivation and trauma. I honestly have like not. Not great, I don't mean like negative, I just don't remember a lot of stuff from when my kids were really little and I just assume it was like survival mode and just sleep deprivation. It's a little bit of a blur. Totally. Absolutely, yes. Totally.
1: I'm one of those people though that actually really liked breastfeeding. I didn't love the pumping part of it because I pumped a ton, but the part where you're kind of bonding with your baby and breastfeeding actually came pretty easily to me luckily because I did I had twins first and then I had one and so that was a situation with the (laughs) twins uh but I actually loved the bonding part of it um that part I loved but I mean there was a lot that it's a lot
0: (laughs) yeah well I think that's kind of also. I love this because like I would say I mean obviously everyone has the ups and downs through the whole process um but Overall, you would say, like, that was something that you really loved Overall, I loved it, yes.
1: I thought it was awesome bonding time, time for just me and the babies, even if it was 2 a.m. or whatever it was. Like, that was our special time. And so Mm -hmm. I I did love that part of it. But yeah, obviously, there's some people who don't, did not love it so much. Right. So, and that's okay. Absolutely.
0: And I felt like I was totally middle ground, depending on the kid and the situation. Like, I was never... I mean, there were moments where I was just like, oh, I love this. And I think, especially when I was, especially actually with my first, it was like a total love-hate because I was a resident, so I was working all the time. And so really, like, that was my time to spend with him. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, it was also not easy for me and very stressful. Like, I put way too much stress on myself about it. So it was sort of this, like, love, hate, even within like with one child where it was like, Mm -hmm. this is wonderful. And then on the other hand, it was like the source of, yeah, way too much anxiety. So maybe the first part would be to just have you guys kind of briefly walk through, like talk about your family, how many kids you have and just sort of the synopsis of what you would call your your breastfeeding experience with them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, so I had twins, um, a boy and a girl. They actually just turned nine yesterday, which is crazy. (laughs) We were just relaying their whole uh, birth story to them, and they just got a huge kick out of it. And then um, I have an almost three-year-old. So um, I would say having twins is an experience in itself, and um, being kind of a modest person too, I feel like that all goes out the window once you give birth. <laughs> and then um, knowing that after I had twins, I wanted to breastfeed, and so you know having the nurse come in, you would basically just whip out the boobs and say, <laughs> "Show me, show me what I'm doing here." And I'm doing two at once, so that was a little stressful too. I remember that I was like amazed. Yeah. they basically <laughs> said you have to do two at once because what will happen is you'll feed one wrap that baby, put that baby down, and then the other baby will want to eat. So I had to get one going, then you had to get the other going, and just kind of, and obviously it was difficult in the beginning, but once I got a rhythm, it was, it was easy, you yeah, know, was and that kind of was what I knew at first. Right? Yeah. I remember the first day. Yeah. I
0: mean, cause how do you,
1: yeah. If I get I was like, one on, i like, one's that one's on. still way over so, there. <laughs> and then my husband, Abe was like, okay, put this one on, get me all adjusted here, <laughs> bring me my drinks, bring me my M&Ms. <laughs> you know, he was my snack person, <laughs> but um, I, yes. So once we got a rhythm, it was all good. I did feel like I was tied to the couch or the chair a good majority of the first mm. six months. But that was what it was. And I do feel something my mom told me said, like, this is temporary. Yes. This is temporary. And I I think that's a really important thing to remember. Because when you're in that moment or in that season, it feels endless and like an eternity. And so I, I really did try to enjoy the moment. Remember it's temporary. And this is going to be... This is going to be gone soon. Yeah, and, we, and they just turned nine, so yeah, it does. Right, it by. goes fast, and so I did enjoy it. Um, and then when I had the my other my other little girl who is going to be three soon, that was so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like one baby. I was like people complain about one baby. <laughs> this is easy. Right, you did it in this the is right a walk order. The I sure. did do it in the right. <laughs> I did do it in the right order. So. Um, yeah, so overall, it's, it can be hard, but I did love it. And I think you need to give yourself grace because if you don't love it, I say that's fine. And that's mm-hmm. why there's formula mm-hmm. um, because it's just feed the baby. Right. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. And it's so hard. It's so hard to say that to a new mom, but it's so true. They just want to be fed. And a happy mom is so much better than a stressed out mom, a crazed mom. So I would just. I would just say that's super important, so I, yes. yeah.
0: Okay, so Diana, okay. tell us about your your journey.
2: Sure, so I have three children. They are nine, seven, and four. Um, I would say my journey was a little bit different with breastfeeding. Um, a lot of my friends had done it, my sisters had done it, my mom had breastfed me, and so I just naturally assumed that's what I should do. I didn't do a whole lot of research about it, I just knew that that's what I wanted to try to do. Um, and so when I had my, my first child, uh, I think I was just stressed always knowing that I was going to go back to work. And so when he was, you know, just a little little baby, he was born, he was born a couple of weeks early. And so we struggled early on with just kind of getting breastfeeding to work. Um, and then within weeks I was trying to figure out how I was going to go back to work. And so I don't feel like I ever, really felt like it was a bonding experience as much as it was like something that had to be done. Like it was a task, a task to complete. And I knew that I had to get really comfortable with the pump because that's what I was going to have to do. So I went back to work um, with each of my kids between eight and 10 weeks after having them. And so it was probably by like week two where we were introducing bottles, Supplementing with formula as needed because that was just, it was, that was how it was going to be. And so I kind of had joked that I make it a, I I have like blanked that time in my life out because just the the ins and outs and making sure that you're producing and you're creating bottles like there's so much math.
0: Yeah. That goes <laughs> right? into that. Whether um, it was really necessary or not. Yes. Correct. I totally know what correct. you're saying. Correct.
2: It's like the math of like, okay, how much do I have for bottles? Okay, mm-hmm. now create now make the bottles and then it just became to the point where I was probably pumping you know, four or five times a day, and maybe nursing once a day, because mm-hmm. that's that's like mm-hmm. all the schedule really allowed for. Mm-hmm. But even that one time that I was possibly nursing, it was the last thing I was doing at night, and so I really wasn't interested in it lasting thirty minutes long. Yeah. And so, um, with all of my kids, we I I, I pumped slash breastfed for maybe five to six months, and that was my goal. My goal mm-hmm. was six months. Um, kind of where Melissa, you were saying like the, the, you can't be crazy about it. Like I set a goal and, and that was what it was going to be. And I wasn't going to go beyond that, even though I probably could have,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I just, I was, I was ready to be done.
1: Yeah. And that made you sane probably too. Yes, I need to get to this point and then I'm, and then I'm good. And, and that's, I how I right? yeah. that's how I made it temporary, right? That's how I made it temporary. There, there was an end yes, date.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I feel like I, I had all the, feelings and all the experiences I always felt like and I don't know that this was necessarily true but the way that I always felt was that my body was really good at making these beefy fat babies like I would birth these like big healthy (laughs) chunky babies but it was not very good at like feeding them once they came out I was like my breastfeeding was built for like a four pound baby and I would always be having these like nine pound babies like it just was like in my head I know that's not really the science behind it, but that's right. always how I felt. Like, yes. I was like, um, so yeah, definitely the first one was like anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, I was kind of like built for it to not be like a beautiful breastfeeding experience because like I was a resident, I was working 80 mm-hmm. hours yeah. a week. Um, and so, and I was also like a pediatrician. It was my first baby. So I expected myself to like, obviously I was going to exclusively breastfeed breastfeed because I was in this whole environment really that like was telling me like that is of course, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, breast milk is gold and here's all the benefits and here's why we should be promoting it. And I definitely agree with those things. But I think like after going through the process, I feel like maybe softening the approach would be helpful to a lot of moms. Oh, yeah. But at the time, you know, I was like, obviously, like, I should be able to do this. And so I felt a lot of anxiety when it wasn't going well. And Mm. so I've, I've told this story before, but I remember when Sonu, my oldest, like, one time when we were just, like, in the first few days and he woke up and, like, I mean, like my nipples were so sore and it was just going so badly and he woke up and I was like legitimately afraid of him. Like I was like, cause you know, it like hurt. It was terrible. And I was like, ah, oh!
1: so, <laughs> I know
0: I was like afraid of this newborn baby. And so thankfully at that time, my husband like just said like, let's just give him some formula I'll give him a bottle. Mm-hmm. And we, we all slept for a bit and things got better. And, you know, with him, I would say it was hard. And I, I breastfed some through, I don't even, I don't re- again, I don't remember exactly. Like, I would say some through his first year of life, but we supplemented quite a bit with formula. And certainly, I would say in the second half of the year, he probably got mostly formula. Um, but I do think that experience gave me at least better perspective for the other kids. Because I think once we broke that seal and I felt like, um, you know, my first kid had quite a bit of formula and he turned out pretty good. So this isn't really a big deal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just allowed me to have like a better perspective where it was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and it goes how it goes Mm -hmm. or, you know, and so I think that that made the rest and I think I got better with it each time. I don't think I really got any better at breastfeeding. I think that my attitude just got better. And I think that that actually helps you like be better at breastfeeding is when you just Mm -hmm. relax and don't put quite so much pressure on yourself. Absolutely. not that I didn't I still I would say I still did, but less and less each time, and probably the last time when I was just kind of like, well, it is what it is was probably when it went the best. yeah, um, so for sure, uh, so we talked you guys kind of touched on this, which I think is like another good point to chat about, is sort of this idea of balancing you and and breastfeeding in terms of like you said, the biggest thing is like a happy mom or like yeah a a not freaked out mom um I think that that especially in like my pediatric practice was like Mm -hmm. one of my biggest takeaways because you'd see this all the time like all these people coming in crying Mm -hmm. like I can't do it um and that was like the worst thing for them and the and so how did you guys what was there anything that you guys did or that kind of helped you have that frame of mind Go ahead, Diana.
2: <laughs> I was going to say so at when I was at work, I put it as a calendar invite on my own calendar and I called it my time. Oh, I love it. Pumping or just Pumping was okay. called my time. Okay. Okay. And so I had to I had to like create these blocks of time on my calendar so that I could make sure I was able to go to the to the mother's room. Mm-hmm. And so I called it my time. And I think with the first child, I thought like I had these crazy ideas of I'm just gonna take a laptop and I'm just gonna work and I can have conference calls. It'll be fine. Like I'll just keep working all the way through it. And I think I realized early that that was not gonna be a good way for me to keep a sane mindset. And mm-hmm. so I called it my time. I always made sure I had books loaded on my Kindle. And, like, it, it, I tried to make it a time I would look forward to, like, where I was just going to, like, check out of work for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I was going to just read or check Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I and, – and then I also made sure when I was at home, I was always watching some sort of show that was a – Like, I would load it up, and it was like, everyone knows don't talk to mom, especially with my younger children. (laughs) Don't talk to mom. She's watching her show. Yeah. Um, But really, she's watching her show while while she's pumping. And I I really tried to make it something that I could make positive for myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because cause as you know, I hated it.
0: <laughs> maybe that's a good point. You know, like everything, therefore these like hands-free pumps and multitasking, mm-hmm. maybe that's in some ways a hindrance. Because you hear about these ladies like pumping on their way to work. Right, and right. And, uh, you know, making lunch while they're pumping or whatever. But I never had that fancy one. I was always like tethered to the wall. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, maybe that
1: was a good thing. Yeah, when Make I, yeah. t- <laughs> I had the, the twins, so I breastfed and I pumped. And so when I had the twins, we didn't also, we didn't have that hands-free option either. But so it was kind of my little, es- pumping, I mean, is not awesome, but it was my little escape because then, um, my husband would be in charge of the babies and then I would go and I would be again attached to the wall, but mm-hmm. I had like my show, my sex in the city or whatever it was <laughs> and my snacks. And it's like, that was like my 20 minutes that I could just be without the babies. I mean, Diana, you said you, uh we're back to work. And I, I did not go back to work. I stayed home, which means they were always around. Yes. Yes. So, which is great, but, and yeah. I loved being home with them, but it was also nice to get that 15 or 20 minutes, however many times a day that I did do it just a little bit of time away from them. And it could just be me, me in the mm-hmm. pump. Totally.
0: Well, I think that's another point too, is I think that people have talked about this a little bit, but to me it was like very real. Like when you have very little kids, that's you legit get like over touched, like over, oh, like yeah. you want to just go in a closet oh, yeah. Yeah. and have nobody, just nobody touch say me. Say, mom, <laughs> nobody touch you. Like just, I'm just gonna sit it's here so and be alone. I yep. mean, I think that, and I think that can, you know, hurt people's feelings. But, but I think it's that real. if people get to understand it, I think that that's a real thing. Like it's just over stimulation.
1: Absolutely, and you just need <laughs> to like. Shh. I need to be by myself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
0: Okay. So, well, yeah. So with pumping, I thought the same thing. I was actually, I found it really hard when I was a resident just because you're, you, it, I was lucky as a pediatrics resident. So like all of your attendings and things were like very nice about like having you be able to go pump. Obviously they promoted that, but nonetheless, your actual daily schedule was not usually set where you could like block something out so it was all trying to find like a good time to do those things. So that was a little bit stressful. Um but then later on when I was working in clinic, um same thing I didn't really like I would try to block out schedules, but I mean you've been a patient at the doctor's office. Things get behind and things like that. So I did find it sometimes hard but It was nice because at work, I would just go in like one of the patient rooms and literally like everyone leaves you alone. Like there's no kids at home. You know, you're not at home where people are knocking on the door or whatever. And so same thing. I I don't I should have like probably would have been mentally nice to really think of that as me time. But I do know that like. I wasn't sad sitting in there by myself, you know, like everyone else is working or make this a little longer you know, somebody's watching my kids. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like I'm going to stay in here and pump as long as I can.
2: I'm not going to lie. There were times where I was like, "Oh shoot, it's been 45 minutes." Oh, like you just happened? if if you really put yourself in that positive headspace, like losing track
0: of time was a real benefit. Totally. Well, and then another looking back, like Maybe I would do this. Maybe I wouldn't. Probably not now. But at the time, like, again, I was, like, so gung-ho about the breastfeeding. And you kind of, like, get all this thinking that, you know, if, if you feed your baby a bottle, you should pump to, like, make that a feeding. Mm-hmm. It's all the math. that You know, there it's like, you had this. So I should pump because they missed a feeding. And if I want to keep my supply up, which for me it was, like, a thing I had to actively try to do. Um, I know for some reason I would then have these like times where I would get up at night and pump, which you all know how much I slept anyway. So I have no idea why I thought this, (laughs) but I remember like, you're so tired. I, one day I I would pump in my closet. I did have a big closet, so it's not as sad as it sounds, but I was in the closet and, um, like, I think I fell asleep, like, <laughs> leaning on the wall. And I woke up, and the, like, pump had, like, <laughs> all over. Like, I woke up because my pants were all wet. And I remember just being devastated. Like, this I dumped sad. out all the milk. Oh, yeah. I got up oh, at yeah. night to do this, and now it's just all over my pants. Like, why? yeah, What? what is happening? Why am oh, I doing this? So there was some sad moments mm-hmm. of pumping. too. Or the other thing I always think of with pumping is, like, when I had older kids, like, you, you know, like you said, after you start kind of modest yeah. and by the end of things, you mm-hmm. really, Oh, mm-hmm. whatever. Everything's out. So like the other yeah. kids are coming in and I remember they used to like dance to the pump. Do you remember? Cause oh, it's like, I would meep, start hearing meep,
1: things in the pump.
0: Totally. I'd be like, it
1: would be like words and I'd be like every, I hear these words in these songs and I'm like, I'm going crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I would too. I'm a crazy person. Well, if somebody was like something about a cow or something that they would hear, it's like just this like hypnotizing, (laughs) but I remember my kids coming in.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> do, 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 yeah right. do. I was like, this is it's something, right? <laughs> like what is happening? Um, like, my like husband it. kinda liked it though because I was ba- I felt I was basically topless for like this first six months oh. after they were born. Like always sitting on the couch, topless. <laughs> maybe so maybe always somebody prefer... coming in. Should I like, clothe my upper half? I don't I don't know. I don't care. I like this it. point.
0: <laughs> he probably misses those days. Oh totally. <laughs> And they're usually, you know, looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. When they're too. full,
1: those babies are right? good. Yes, absolutely. I How never can we get those like back?
0: Either. I always <laughs> felt like mine were like hulked out or something. Like they were so lumpy. Like, I don't know. My boobs are weird. In fact, so did either of you ever need to go to like a lactation consultant or did you have those people visit you in the hospital or I afterward? definitely
2: I definitely was uh, was introduced with the first child to the lactation consultant at the hospital and I think that there was like a Monday nights where you could go in and I never did um, but they would call and check on you but I feel like by the time I had my third like they didn't even stop by because they're like oh you know the deal you you're this. fine you're, you're you're good
1: they're like this one she's on her third I we mean, don't need to talk they, her. Yeah, they were like
2: literally kicking me out the door with my yes. third child because they had a floor of first time moms yeah. that they were really working with and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah I mean I thought it was helpful with with the first one that there was a lactation consultant to like help and you kind of said Missy like Helping with the twins and Absolutely. figuring out how it's supposed yeah, to work. Just trying to
1: figure it all out. But yeah, yeah. once um, the, my, my uh, third came along, I, I do feel like with each child, you get a little more confidence and you know a little, you feel like you know a little more because you've been through it. And I remember it was probably the second day after my third was born and um, my milk had not come in yet. And she was like screaming bloody murder. I'm like, she is hungry. And their nurse kept pointing to her little sign that she was wearing around her neck. Her stomach is only this big, so she does not need that much milk, yada, yada. And I was like, listen, she's hungry. My milk hasn't come in. I know I know breastfeeding is best. I'm going to breastfeed, yada, yada. I would like some formula. And like mm-hmm. we were just like, listen, I am the mom. And so sometimes I do feel like you have to be an advocate mm-hmm. for yourself and for your baby because I'm like, this is what she needs. So I f- never feel mm-hmm. like you're you know, stepping on anyone's toes because I, she was hungry. She had that, that for a little bit of formula and she was good mm-hmm. and all was well. <laughs> yeah. 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 So
0: and yeah. do you think you would have done that the first time? No, around? absolutely yeah. not.
1: I would have been like, Oh, okay. Well, she must not be hungry then, but You're no, like, listen lady. Yeah. I know how
0: this works. Absolutely. <laughs> so if
1: you have a feeling about something, I say, go with it because you know best.
0: I totally agree because I think that that was to me like the struggle like coming out of sort of this medical world where mm-hmm. I think it comes from a good place of promoting it. I agree. Um, and they talk even like so much about like being upset that they have formula in the nursery and that they think, you know, people will say, well, they push it on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually has not ever been my experience. To me, it's always been a little bit the flip side where I guess, I I mean, Maybe like if you get some formula in the in the nursery, maybe you're a little less likely. But were you really going to stick with it anyway? If that was all, if you were hanging, to me you were hanging by a thread anyway. Right? You know what I mean? Like if it's something you want to do, I always felt like wouldn't it be better messaging? Not that you're pushing it on anybody, right? But to say like this is an option, and we can still breastfeed. You right. know what I mean? But if we're, we're in
1: a place where everybody's stressed out, like yes. fed is best. Exactly. Exactly. And I had, you know, we had said like, I have had two children. I breastfed them for over a year. I'm going to breastfed this, breastfeed this baby. But just right now it's, everyone's very tense and yeah. we're going to break here. So we're just going to need a little bit of formula and then we'll move on Totally. <laughs> and then all was well. And then, you know, she took right to breastfeeding. So sometimes though, you just, if you need a little jump start, like it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Everyone will be better for it.
0: <laughs> well, I always feel like like that was with lactation consultants. I just always felt like there's some super great ones. And I yes. know in our clinic we had a nurse who was a lactation consultant. She was so great. Like just helping people with latches and mm-hmm. and different ways to go about it. Um, I think is super useful. So but yeah. I think that's the thing is I've also had experiences where I felt like it was very anxiety provoking yeah. and like mm-hmm. stressful and almost like a little shaming if they were considering that to breastfeed. Yeah. And so I just think if, if you're in that situation, I would definitely recommend that you look elsewhere for help because. Right. And I remember my one experience that I had personally with like, I think the lactation people would come in while I was in the hospital. And sure. I only really remember one. <laughs> she, This is probably TMI, but so. She comes in and like whatever you got your boob out you're going to mm. do the latch and apparently she felt like my nipple was weird. Because she <laughs> says, "But I can work with just about anything." And I thought,
1: oh, "Oh, well, I am feeling pretty I good know! about myself like, right about now." Me stuff to feel so <laughs> conscious about I hadn't even occurred to me. I can work with just about anything. I was oh, like good. I'm glad. I'm glad oh, my God. misshapen nipples no. will be okay for oh, my no. child.
0: Okay. So I was done with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, Send in the next one, yeah. please. Yeah. Did you, you didn't work with anybody, you said just
2: Just Yeah, well, I mean the yeah, the lady right after my first yeah. one was born was in and, and she was really helpful just with the latching, the how to hold the baby? Yeah. yeah, I think that none of us really realize that it's like they don't just naturally know how to do it. It's Right? Like, there's like this whole like stuffing.
1: There is
2: of of your
0: breast Nobody into their that. mouth. Not just
1: like oh boop, it's in. It's like get that. Oh, whole it doesn't feel natural. In there. Oh. It's you're like yes. oh, his mouth's open, and you're like
0: <laughs> <So> you like
1: <laughs> go put that whole thing yes. in there. Yes. It's yeah, it's. It's eye opening. I think so
0: it's like think that you fish game, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> but you, I think you need someone that first time you to do. be like, "This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. this isn't going to choke shy. your child. Yes. Like, this is you. You kind of got to be a little aggressive with yep. with getting this latch to work." And so, I, I definitely think there's a, a real benefit to to the consultants I helping agree. in the hospital. I agree. Um, but then I, I agree too. I think if you say early on, like you're going to breastfeed, I I do think that there could be some some guilting if you're trying to supplement in the hospital which we did with all three of ours we supplemented the in the hospital, in the hospital. also yeah. um because well i don't know i don't think we did so much with our first one and then we learned with our second and third like why did we not supplement
1: yeah
2: right away um while we were figuring things
0: that's out what they mm-hmm.
1: needed you needed that they needed yeah. that absolutely because mm-hmm. i understand like the theory
0: like every time you do that that's like one last time practicing mm-hmm. breastfeeding but if you I mean, on the flip side, I think in real life experience, those times where you're like, "Well, no, if I just give him a little formula, suddenly we're, he's not freaking out and I'm right. not panicking," and it just kind of brings the anxiety level, like, right?
2: It's a calming experience a versus calming. an anxiety-ridden right. experience. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You were like a producer, I had, right? I had pr- I had pretty good production, especially for twins. Um, I did have to supplement though with a little bit of formula, so it was a lot of times it was like you know, half and half or three-fourths breast milk. And that you know, so there was mostly breast milk, but I did supplement and I was totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually supplemented a little bit too with my um, last one. So I feel like as long as the breast milk is in there, they're getting all the good things. Yeah. So it's fine. That's yeah, they I have felt formula, like some right? Is better
0: than yeah. None. yeah, and none
1: is still fine. Mm-hmm. And it also, it allowed me to like to have like a date night or just go out for like yeah. an hour or two. And so, luckily, uh, all of my children they breastfed, but they also took bottles. Mm-hmm. So it allowed me like time to maybe get away. And so I always like to have a little stash in the freezer. And if I didn't have enough breast milk, like it was nice to be able to like supplement a little bit with the formula, just so you get some time. So well, I just remember away.
0: being so jealous of like the yeah. freezer people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, like I, remember stock, if I would get stock, like four yeah. ounces that I was like, I might have to freeze
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty proud when you'd open up that freezer and it's like I have my nice little stacks all in there a row. There no rows. And I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we're looking good in here, ladies. <laughs> Looks like a target run yeah. is coming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, what about you?
2: I, I I well again I block it out. So you ask these questions, and I'm like, yeah. I love this. You know, she I think um, response to trauma. I, I definitely was not with my my first one. I was not a producer, and we, yeah, we supplemented. But he was also just eating a ton, and I don't know that any normal person could have kept up with him because I think at like. Three months, he was probably eating like 40 ounces a day. And I think that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, But then I remember as you were talking about the freezer, I feel like with my second one, when I went back to work, I was so proud of the freezer stash. Mm -hmm. But then he wouldn't eat anything that was frozen. And so we a went through this whole. I know we went through this fresh. whole. Yeah. What is this? Like, <laughs> trying to mix frozen and fresh. Trying to mix frozen. And, I mean, yeah. and it was just like he would just not do it. And so then it became like I don't want to freeze anyway mm-hmm. because it's going to go to waste. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then you're like, how long can it be in the fridge? Again, more inventory. You're doing the inventory totally. of like, yeah. how long has it been there? Got to use a first in first out method. I'm right. an accountant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, and I am the worst. At <laughs> like, honey, where where are we with this one? Yeah.
2: So, so I feel like it was just like, even when you felt like you had an inventory, which I didn't usually have, and it didn't have much in the freezer, um, I still wasn't real sure how it was going to be used or if the baby would even eat it. Yeah. So. But I was also, like you, jealous of the people that'd be like, I just ran out of room in my deep freeze. Yeah,
0: like, I had to <laughs> donate it all off because, you know, even if I had seven babies, they could never make it through all yeah. this. And I was like, but my sister-in-law did educate me. Uh, she, apparently that's, like, a kind of a problem is being an overproducer that I never really understood. They're like, they, they have to pump because it's, like, so much. So right. I, can, I was like, well, when I looked at it from that perspective, I can see mm-hmm. that as, like, a burden. Like, mm-hmm. I fed and i'm still like needing to pump because that feeling when you do need to pump yeah. i always called it like the milk sweats because oh, you get gosh. like all hot yeah and, like because i remember i like, being like in clinic and i kind of have missed my time i was supposed to pump people are talking to me and i'm just like
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> breathe through it breathe <laughs> like through on fire it. <laughs> here like,
0: so it's like legit so i imagine like if that is how you felt even when you were normally doing that so I, I don't mean to like belittle that at all mm-hmm, when I right. say I'm mm-hmm. jealous, but I at the time I was like, mm-hmm. Well that must be nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I'm like eking out two ounces. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Go me. So anyway, so um do you guys can does anything come to mind in terms of just like Awkward or weird breastfeeding stories that you have. Maybe you don't remember yeah, any
1: of them. I block them out. I do have a funny story and we ha- we did catch it on video because I always think back to it when my when our twins were little and they were, at this point, they were walking because I, I probably stopped breastfeeding around 13 months, but um, so when you have twins, I had this giant pillow because they each had to be on one side. So you had this huge pillow. It had a big old buckle. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> so anyway, whenever, at this point, when they're, you know, nine, 10 months old, when I'd pull out the pillow, we have this video. They'd get these huge grins on their faces and they come like toddling over like, here we go. Like it's time for the ride or whatever it is. And they'd come over and jump on and it was just... And and toward the end, I was like, "This is just obscene! Like we got to end this! Like this is outrageous, right? Like how is this inappropriate now? I feel like should I be naked in front of you guys?" So excited! (laughs) So I always remember that because it's just it was just kind of sweet. Like they were so excited; it was such a good like special time toward the end. And you know, it would just in the beginning, you know, they would just stay there forever. Yeah, sometimes you know, but then it would be like they're on, they're off. It was quick and dirty and. (laughs) And I just remember, it was, that was fun. I do remember that toward the end. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to miss this. You know, in yeah. the beginning, you kind of hated it here and there. be like, oh, I'm going to miss this. Yeah. But, so, and so you did like both at the same both time. the, the same whole time. time. One time. So and it was such an ordeal at night. And so one time I'm like, you know, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try one. Like they say, so I just, one got up cause you know, I would feel bad. One would wake up. So I'd have to wake the other one up yeah. to put him on. So just one woke up, so I put him on. We did our business, put him back to bed. I got all snuggly in my bed, and the other one woke up right after. And i was like, like, "Yep, they said, yep, all right, back to always, always at the same time." So, Lesson learned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I always did feel bad waking up the other one. Oh sure, but I mean, whatever. You get into a routine, and yeah, they're fine. It all worked <laughs> well, out. Really, I
0: mean, I would have been <laughs> terrible at that. I think I would have been really bad
1: about that, and. I just would have died probably. <laughs> so God bless you. <laughs> you do what you have to do. And do. Like you, I didn't know any different. You know, I just, That's I had the true. two right at the beginning. So this was, that was my normal. That was what I did. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think was, the other thing that you said earlier about like, Keeping the perspective that this is temporary. Yes. Like part of me hates saying that out loud because like, I feel like when people would say that to you at the time, you'd be like, you're
1: like, really, really? But
0: now I find myself saying all those things because it is, I'm like, you're like, okay, it is true. I know. Like if you just, everything feels like it's going to stay the way it is forever. Especially when it's so
1: hard. It is. It's hard to like get out of that. And I find myself telling my nine-year-old twins now, like, I know right now this feels hard. And I'm like, oh, how annoying. <laughs> but it's so true, right? Like, right? in that season, this is terrible and awful. But I'm like, you have to just think, think differently about it. And it's better when you think positive about it. Totally. When you put a positive spin, like, oh, this might be the last time. Or it's going to get better. Or the fact yeah. that some of that stuff didn't really
0: matter as much as i that's mm-hmm. maybe no, the bigger doesn't. thing it's mm-hmm. like it was like oh i have to breastfeed oh which bottles are the best yeah. oh which i need this special carrier yeah and, and it, it
1: all like, doesn't matter now we, I'm like, i mean we i don't think right? that one. we were mattered. probably rolling around on the floor with our parents totally, and we are just fine totally <laughs> totally yeah. and all of it has
2: been evacuated from our house all of these things that were just like such such important items for us to have oh, and yeah. like research yes. and you have to have the best Mm-hmm. And I, I I think I said this to you earlier that the first thing that went out of my house with the baby, baby zone was was over like the a, day after I was done pumping, the pump was gone. Mm-hmm. Like the parts were gone. Yeah. Like all of the like nursing stuff was gone. Like yeah. It just we had to have it. But then it, I, I was so much happier getting rid of all of it. Uh, if I'm honest because yeah. we're in a better stage of life now yes
0: well I, yes. I love that about you too because I just feel like it's so effi- like I'm not sure my pump might still be on a shelf like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to look just But if you it get it, the itch yeah, like yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. so just pull like, that baby out still works at the <laughs> dance party with the kids but <laughs> <laughs> yes because <laughs> so like, of I the love dance I you that you're like it is done today and, is done. and we are done we have it it
2: can go to a better home I have a friend that needs it it will go to a better home yeah great. I love it.
0: <laughs> um, and did you have ever any like crazy stories that you can remember? You
2: know, I kind of feel like uh, Missy saying that the kids dancing up to her when they were nine months old on getting on the pillow. I don't know that that can really be beat. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't really remember anything crazy. Um I, again, like I was also very much. Um, like very private about it. So I don't ever remember even wanting to nurse in public. Like if I wasn't at my home, I didn't really want to nurse. And so I do remember there being times where like I had to go out to the car yeah. Or I remember pumping in my car and like making sure like we had an outlet in our car because you could never trust the battery packs of those things. Right. And so, um, yeah, there were like some hot sweaty days where I was like pumping in the car <laughs> or feeding the baby in the car, and then like just dealing with all of the stuff that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember anything like just really funny or crazy about it but again i try to block it out
0: yeah well and i think that's the other point like do you think that you would be the same like way now like let's just say
2: no and i think with each kid i was progressively less anxious about it and mm-hmm. less controlled about it mm-hmm. um my third one was definitely a much better experience um and i think now like if i again knowing like it will end and this is a temporary time of life. I, I definitely think I would be easier about it now.
0: Totally. And the other mm. thing, like the breastfeeding in public thing, I definitely like got more comfortable with it, kid after kid, like mm-hmm. you said. But I feel like now I would just be like, What right? <laughs>
1: like yeah. if you wanna look fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like what's
0: wrong with you? Right. What <laughs> <this? laughs> Yes. Because I think back to like, you think, <laughs> I just always think you would always have this like blanket. Yes. And then, and then like, for your kid would be the like, baby, of all sweaty, out of the sweaty and you're, you're tra- sweaty. Yes. And it's just a they're whole just, mess yeah, You lift up their little there. hairs
1: all matted down because they're all <laughs> sweaty. And I'm I know. Like, I know. Try eating under a blanket. How's <laughs> that? <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: So that I had mm-hmm. given thought to. And like I said, like I would still, because we had to, once you've got like multiple kids, you know sometimes that's actually the best thing you can do with the baby is feed it yeah just so it calms down Uh and the rest of them you know but um for sure I think now as I look back I used to always like worry so much about that Mm -hmm. and not like I'd just be like hanging out topless at my house if you come over this is how we do this is what we do But, (laughs) but at the same time I feel like that would be something that like I feel like I hope the wave of the future is maybe a little like more comfort with that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it is that way. And even when you go places, I've noticed so many more like mother rooms. Yes. Like, where was that? We were at the pumpkin patch this yes. year, and I'm like, they have a mother room now. Like, how great is that? So great. And I, that was not like that. And I feel like that's so much nicer. It's so. This is why I was pumping in the car. Yeah. yeah for so were right? places like that. Right. And now right. there's in airports too. Like mm-hmm. there's so many more options, which is, it's just necessary and needed. So that's nice to see. I love it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the next section of our podcast is ask me anything. So I have a couple of, uh, listener questions. The first one is from Cassie. She says, I am pregnant with my first and plan on breastfeeding. My siblings and I were formula fed and I don't really have any friends with babies. So I'm a little nervous about how it will go as a seasoned mother who has breastfed. What tips do you have for a new mom just starting out?
1: I would say, um, going, you know, definitely going with the mindset that this is what I want to do but if it doesn't work, it's going to be okay. And I think if she has a husband or a partner, make sure that they know that too. Cause I feel like having, like, I feel like when you're exhausted, you, you kind of feel like you're going crazy sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when you have somebody who can say like, it's okay if you do this or just the support, I just feel like support goes a long way when you're exhausted and tired and just out of ideas and thoughts. So having a good support system for sure. And, um, just trying your best. And if it doesn't go that way, then it's okay. Because all the baby wants at that point is your love and just to have like a full tummy and that's it. So I would say going in with that is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would I would agree with that. And I'm glad you brought up the support system Mm -hmm. because I feel I feel like that's a big part of it, too, is when I talk about trying to make it a more positive experience and trying to, you know, call it my time or call it my time with the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, that really works if your support system is on board with that being um, part of what you're trying to do. But I I completely agree that it's about trying to just make sure that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself. Uh, the, The baby will be fed and it is okay if it's with formula.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's why they make it. Right? It's both single and the baby. Well, and I used to always say, like, <laughs> you can't tell, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of formula-fed kids at Harvard. Right. So I say that all the time. And, like, my kids got varying degrees of breast milk versus formula, right. and I couldn't say I could attribute right. anything to who got what.
1: Like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's
0: no obvious outcome. Yeah. So I think same thing, just, like, Do your best to chill out. Know Mm -hmm. that this is, it feels like the end all be all for you right now, but it actually is not. not. It's not,
1: it's only the beginning. It (laughs) is.
0: Actually, this is not the hardest thing you will do. I have
1: two nine-year-olds now. That is no big deal. exactly. You want to give me a quiet newborn to feed? Sounds good. As long as they're not up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's right. Well, Well. there's that. You you will be up in the middle of the night, and that's okay, too. Right? Yeah, that's a whole other. And that was something I was thinking. I always felt like in the middle of the night was the hardest Mm -hmm. because I'm always like, everybody's sleeping. My husband's sleeping next to me. Like everybody's sleeping and I'm the one that's up with a crying baby. But just think how many other moms or people are up at that time with babies too. And it just makes you feel better. You're I like, feel like you
0: told me that. Yes. You told me this it and makes that it makes me feel better. Actually, a like lot. I'm not
1: the only one doing this right now. Yes. Yeah. I think you told me that once, and it literally,
0: like, psychologically helped me, because I don't know why, but you were, like, you'd be up feeding this baby, and if you just sat and you were, like, how many moms all over the place, like, all over town, are just up doing the same thing, and I don't know why, but it was, like,
1: right, here we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Power to the sisters, we're up doing our thing. Um, Totally. Yeah. It sounds silly, but I think that that's hey, whatever helps. Right? And any other advice?
2: I guess as we were talking also about kind of that middle of the night, I think for me, that was also the thing that I needed to figure out early. Like, how Mm. am I going to handle middle of the night? Mm -hmm. Is my husband going to get up with us? Am I going to pump? Am I going to nurse? Because if I had a good, if I had a decent night's sleep, the rest of the day was a lot better. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you are breastfeeding, figure out what you're going to do at night. And what's your schedule and who's putting the baby to bed and how does that all work?
1: And that was, that's a really good point too, because I feel like sometimes couples can get into it when they're like, well, I'm the one up all night Mm -hmm. and it can be a whole thing. So going into it, I knew, so my husband would work at the hospital. And so I know that he needed to sleep at night because he would have shifts all day long. So I knew I would be doing it at night and it was fine because I was nursing, like he couldn't really help anyway. So I knew that. So I never was mad at him or angry with him or had this like underlying tension because I knew that's how it was. And he would help me in other ways. So I feel like if you figure that out too, before you go into it, you can kind of save yourself some rifts Mm -hmm. in the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing
0: yourself, like, are you a person that doesn't do well with sleep? Right. Like if you're missing sleep and be honest with yourself, because I think that's, some people do better That's than others huge. with sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And um I mean then that is another benefit of either pumping or using formula is it allows like a spouse or partner to help yes. with nighttime feedings. Right. Absolutely. So I think exactly right is like having a game plan, communicate mm-hmm. your needs, your wants. Absolutely. And, Don't leave and it it's, inside. Yep. It's nice for the like spouses to get involved. Like, you know, it can be kind of like sad with babies when your job
1: is to just change diapers. Right. Right. And maybe like, like I said, that was my bonding time when I would breastfeed the kiddos. But so it was nice for him to have some bonding time. However, it looked to him to have his special time with the kids too. Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, so our next, oh, I did actually have one tip that someone else gave me. I didn't use this, but I felt like she swears by it. So I was going to pass it on because I told you about like how terrible my nipples always got oh, torn Probably because they're freakish according yeah. to, no, maybe no. they're just weird. I and that's why I always nipples. had some.
1: don't nipples, don't you oh, fret. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yes.
0: Um, but she swore by like cherry chapstick.
1: Oh. Cherry Cherry, because she said it would
0: help the baby latch. Because they like the taste or something, wow. and then she okay. would just like cherry chapstick. Those <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> so she said, anytime she knows somebody having a baby, she gets them like a Sam's pack of like cherry chapstick. <laughs> so I can't so... speak to her personally, but I was like, well, it's pretty good. Yeah, that, like I would use all that, that lanolin, lanolin crap. Theme.
1: Oh yeah, I that, don't think mm-hmm. that did anything but make a mess. I I know, I know. I was smothering whatever worked, and on it would at that like point. grease up the inside yeah. of your bras. You'd yes. have these like
0: grease stains in there and well, i was then like, there
1: were the pads for the grease oh my god oh, <laughs> yes <don't know>. right. <laughs> to
0: keep the
2: grease off of your bra
0: which also if your nipples <laughs> are bleeding stick to you oh i will also you tell you you like, have to rip that like
1: a, like a band-aid off of a scab oh, good times so sexy
0: <laughs> <laughs> so sexy uh, so the next question's from tara it's kind of along the same lines but if you are having a baby right now Besides all of this, the therapy you would need, uh, <laughs> right. what would you do differently?
2: I think I would just try to approach it a lot calmer mm-hmm. than I did. I didn't. I mean, I, I was not one to read a lot, and I didn't get myself all worked up. Mm-hmm. I really tried to not go read WebMD like at all. Yeah, I tried to stay really, really calm. But I think just when it's new, and when you realize that you have this person, little baby, depending on you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not get really worked up over all of it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think now, like, the perspective of I have three healthy kids, yeah, I could be a lot calmer. But I, I know that that's easier said than done because when it is your first, it's really hard to not get wrapped up into it.
1: Yeah. And I would uh, kind of touching on that, too, I would just say I wouldn't listen to, like, all the noise. Like, listen, you know, read the information you want to, or the, the facts that you want to gain, but there can be so much noise from like your mother-in-law or your mom or Sally or you know, social Betty, media social nas. media, this is what you need yeah. to do. Don't listen to the noise. Don't pay attention to the noise again. Like, you know, what's best for you, your baby and your body. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff just does not matter. And just don't pay attention to it. Try to just like shut it off. Mm-hmm. Just like because when people take social media breaks, they feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like it's the same thing. Just like shut the noise down, I would yes. say. Because I can't yeah. even
0: imagine now, like, because I feel like social media existed, but not like. Right. Not It wasn't to the to height it, it is. is right now. And so I feel like I could imagine, you know, you're getting ready to have this baby and you follow all of these like you know, earth mama, natural (laughs) pregnancy people or whatever. And then I feel like you could definitely see how that would make you have even more pressure on yourself or give you like an even more negative view when suddenly like, because we used to also always joke, you know, with birth plans that like, the length of your birth plan, oh, like yeah. <laughs> the longer it is, the more likely you are to have a C-section. Like, yeah. It's just like seems to be the way that it goes. So I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Like it's sort of like setting yourself up. Yeah. Um,
1: yes. To be disappointed in yourself. Yes. Yeah. Especially that's a good point too with your birth plan Not getting too crazy with it. I mean, mine was like, let's just see how it goes and then get the epidural, right? (laughs) Because I'm like, that's probably just going to have to happen. But yeah, yeah, just go easy on yourself.
0: Yeah. Like be flexible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, so what I would probably do differently among a lot of things, but in terms of breastfeeding, so there is, I would actually probably have done more like co-sleeping. Then I did, and I know exactly, like, this is a product of, you know, being in medicine, and, like, Mm -hmm. I was totally, like, taught all the information, the safest place for your baby to sleep is, like, in a crib by itself, um, on its back, nothing in the crib, Mm -hmm. all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's how you, that's what we learned, that's what we told other people, Um, and there's actually, like, This guy has done like a James McKenna. He did this like mother baby sleep lab, and so he's actually for years done this research where he took like breastfeeding moms and their babies and like hooked them up to all the like polysomnography and did Uh all the sleep studies, and they actually like sleep differently than normal people, so um, or people that aren't a infant or a breastfeeding mom, Um, and it's actually like a state of lighter sleep um, that's actually like protective for the child for SIDS so it's very responsive Um, it promotes like better breastfeeding because the baby's right there I mean everything has its pluses and minuses Mm -hmm. but you all know how horrible all my sleeping so I my kids like I was not a sleep trainer I didn't do that (laughs) I'm right um,
1: there with you. Right?
0: So I never did that. And, like, <laughs> my kids just always woke up. And, um, you know, I kind of learned through actually, like, doing more research in his things. That's actually, like, a very – I mean, it makes sense once you hear about it. It's, like, a very healthy response. Like, a baby in nature, like, an animal baby is not supposed to be, like, left alone in a box somewhere. Like, no right. other creature swaddled, does that. Like swaddles like, in Yeah, the like, crib. puts their baby over <laughs> here and then sleeps over here. Yeah. And so it's, like, a very natural response for your baby to, like, wake up and – be like, where the hell are you? <laughs> Where's that nipple? Right, exactly. And so, like, as you think about it, like, you know, evolutionarily or yeah. whatever, you're like, okay, that makes sense. And so... Um, Diana likes to laugh because I, in that sleep-deprived state, you have, like, no freaking clue what's happening. And so I used to always be like, yeah, my kids are shitty sleepers. Um, and then people would be like, well, how many times did you get up last night? I'd be like, I have no idea. So I one night, I was like, fine, I'm just going to, like, actually, like, keep my phone with me and, like, write down in the little notes, like, how often... I woke up and I remember it was like 7 p.m. where we were like putting all the kids to bed. And it was like with my fourth. So this should have been like my best go at it. (laughs) I was good at it now. And like literally it was like every 20 minutes at first, like she would wake up and stir. I'd nurse her. And then what would really happen is that like because I had her in the pack and play at that time in our room. And I would go, like, to the recliner, and what really was happening is that the only time she would sleep, she never would sleep in the pack and play. Mm -hmm. The only times that she'd sleep for more than, like, 30 minutes was usually where I had fallen asleep in the recliner with her, so we'd get, like, a good two hours or something of sleep, and then I would wake up in the recliner, which really is, like probably the least safe of all the options, really. I mean, I'm surprised I never dropped a baby. (laughs) You know, I told you about the pub. (laughs) So I would wake up in the recliner, and then it would be like, put her back in pack and play. And then 20 minutes later, Mm -hmm. it was like, back up to the recliner. And then the only time I got a chunk of sleep was like four hours when it was brought her to bed with me, and then we slept. And so like looking back, like knowing that research is there, for me i feel like that would have been like a much healthier option Mm -hmm. like i would have gotten more than
1: one hour blocks i agree with you because i feel like my twins were terrible sleepers so then when my my last little girl came along i was like i'm gonna take like a sleep training course because i'm i was always terrible with the twins i took the course i'm doing all the things i am just not built to sleep train a child I mean, so she'll be three in January. She'll still get up here and there once a night. And at this point, I'm like, whatever. It's fine. I'm just not good at it. I just can't do it. And the cry it out thing and all of it, I just can't. So whatever works for you, I'm fine. It's fine. I mean, I will sleep one day. It is fine. Someday. Well, (laughs) I will say, see, my, my youngest just
0: turned seven and I sleep All night. See, I have that to look forward to. (laughs) Exactly. It will happen. It'll just be a very tiring, like, seven years.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) See, and on the other hand, I think about the advice I got from my grandmother, who's 98 years old. Okay. She said, you just put the baby in the hallway. (laughs) 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 Those ladies knew what they were talking about. They knew what they were doing. Because it was, you know, with our first one, you have this pack and play or the bassinet, like, right next to your Mm -hmm. bed, right? Like, you don't, we didn't, we weren't putting the baby in the bed with us, but it was like, we could hear every, yeah. everything that was happening. Yeah. And so I remember talking to her and she's like, well, you don't have to go directly from your bedroom to the crib. Like there's intermittent steps mm-hmm. and like you just put the baby in the hallway. And so I would tell people that like, we just would move the bassinet to like the other side of the room and then to the hallway yeah. and then to their room and yeah. then eventually to the just to the crib. Gradually. yeah. But it, that was from my grandmother. It was like, you just put the baby like wherever it is that like you don't have to hear them, but right. you're close enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a good point too because I actually think that speaks to this guy's research. Is you're in a like light, late light, lighter yes state of sleep, so yeah. probably like I had this pack and play next to your bed. That might be the absolute worst, yeah, in terms of that because if they're like already in bed with you and like just can latch themselves on, they probably can do that without you even waking up, right? And if they're in the other room and you don't hear every like grumble right then you can sleep
1: right? right yeah but
0: it's like that like in between where it's like every little noise wakes you up mm-hmm. and you still have to like get up get them up like yep. right
2: mm-hmm. and then you're waiting for them to wake up right oh, like yeah. you might wake up waiting for them to wake up
1: and when they finally do sleep longer periods of time you're awake because you're like why are they not awake yeah are you they think dead? they've died <laughs> did they did they die are they breathing <laughs> it's a it's a shit show. Absolutely, <laughs> it's amazing, but it's also a shit show. <laughs> well, any other words of
0: advice, words of wisdom from two of my favorite seasoned mm-hmm.
2: moms? Man, long pause by us.
1: Uh, I honestly, like, I would say, like, my most favorite thing is being a mom. Like, I do feel like I was well. I do feel like I was built for it at times. Not so much. <laughs> I mean, we we fail at a little parts all the time, but. I do love it, and it's. I do feel like it's such a reward to see. You know, you have them. The whole. We were just talking about the birth story, and then just to see where they've come, and the people that they become, and hoping. You know, just hoping that you're doing a good job and you're trying your best, and honestly, just that you get to raise these little people and show them all this love, and hopefully you are teaching them to make themselves happy and to love other people and hopefully you're just like putting these other really great people out in the world is what I'm hoping and it is fun to see there are moments (laughs) there will always be moments but I'm always trying to look at the positive and the good side of it so Mm -hmm. and I think very little of that develops from any breast or bottle feeding choice absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: so
2: you're good there Oh, you're looking at me now. Yeah. <laughs> <God, laughs> Melissa's got so much great stuff to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, again, like, I, mean, and, and, and I block out the baby stage, but part of that was because I really enjoy older kids. Like, yeah. the ages that my kids are now, like, the nine-year-old is, like, perfect, and I just love... The you know the things that he's doing and how he is as a student, how he is as a, as a friend, mm-hmm. um you know four year old we're still we still have some tests. Uh, she's a, a little girl, so we're still going through some tests. But I absolutely agree. Um, it it's really about like the people that they're becoming, mm-hmm. and the baby phase is something that it's it's fun, it's nurturing, it's a, mm-hmm. a good time to build that first bond. But it's really about the people that they become.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, love it, yeah.
0: Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you. you. And thanks for tuning in for another episode of Feeding the Family. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and catch us next Monday for another great episode. Thank you.